اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 13 where we're looking at provisions and the importance of trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it relates to what He provides us with. In the last episode, we covered the last of the obstacle of impediments. So we looked at the impediments of the world, creation, the devil, and the nafs. And we spent different episodes looking at particular aspects of the nafs as it relates to the eyes, the ears, speech, the heart, and the stomach. So Imam al-Ghazali says if you're able to get past that, then you then reach the fourth obstacle that he speaks of, and this is the obstacle of hindrances. And this really relates to the state of our heart in the world and the things that we experience in the world. And inshallah, that will become clearer as we talk about provisions and this particular episode. So we're going to talk about the power of trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the power of putting your reliance and your trust in God. We'll also look at the way to strengthen tawakkul, the way to strengthen that trust and reliance in Allah. And we'll look at provision and divine decree. So this first hindrance in this new obstacle, the obstacle of hindrances, this first hindrance is related to provisions and how your heart will be concerned with the ways that you acquire what you need. And Imam al-Ghazali says that the only way to overcome this concern or this worry that takes over the heart regarding what am I going to eat, where am I going to live? How am I going to make money? Imam al-Ghazali says the only solution to that is putting your complete trust in God. And that you will not be able to devote yourself. You will not be able to commit yourself to the path of worshipful servants unless you put your trust in Allah's promise and provision. Allah has promised you something. And you need to understand that and internalize that understanding so that you can have that tawakkul enter your heart. And Imam al-Ghazali says, either you'll be consumed outwardly in acquiring things of the world in order to feel like, okay, I'm going to be okay, or you'll be consumed inwardly in your heart with worrying about it. How am I going to pay this bill? What if I want to do this? What if I want to do that? What if I apply for this job? What if they don't get back to me? If they don't get back to me and that other job doesn't get back to me? What if I never find a job? What if I can't pay any of my bills? And it becomes a very dark and vicious cycle that the heart goes through just worrying about provisions. And Imam al-Ghazali says devotion to Allah and worship requires a heart that is free of attachments, a heart that is at peace and is experiencing ease. And a lot of people think, oh no, if you're saying ease, that's the easy way out or that's a cop-out. 
But the reality is, this is the way that you have room to devote yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And although it might sound easy, in reality, you have to have the proper perspective in order to experience that ease. And Imam al-Ghazali says, the person who trusts in Allah seeks out things using the strength of their faith and insight while having full trust in Allah's promise. So it doesn't mean that you don't seek out things, but that you seek things with insight and with faith. And at the same time, you're completely free of the concern of how things are going to turn out in the end because you trust in Allah. And you're not worried about the threats of other created beings. Oh, this might happen to you. That might happen to you. Or the whisperings of the devil, the shaitan wants you to doubt the promise of Allah. And in life, you will find that there are so many naysayers who want to pass their worries and their concerns and their own emotional experiences onto you. But you're not bound by their experiences. You are bound by the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even people of worldliness, when they want to achieve something great, they will take major risks to accomplish their goals. You know, kings will go to war and politicians will plot and do all of these kinds of strange things. People of business will go to great risks to get a bigger profit and so forth. So if this is the people of the world that they actually will put their trust in their own devices and will take the risks necessary in order to accomplish things, then what should be the state of people who seek the akhirah? And the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us that if you trusted in Allah the way that he should be trusted, then you will go out like the bird. The bird leaves its nest hungry and it comes home satiated. It finds what it needs. So you seek out things, but with full confidence in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not in the outward things that you see. And having trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very empowering. And the Prophet sallallahu tells us in a beautiful hadith, whosoever is pleased with being the strongest person, then let him put his trust in Allah. Whoever wants to be the strongest person, let them put their trust in Allah. And whosoever is pleased with being the most honored person, then let him be mindful of Allah. Whosoever is pleased with being the wealthiest or the most independent person, then let him have more certainty in that which is with Allah over that which is in his own hands. This is narrated by Hakiman Abd ibn Hamid. So, you know, trusting in Allah is a source of power. There's a beautiful story, Ibrahim al-Khawas, a great righteous person. He once saw a young boy traveling. So he asked him, where are you going? And the young boy said, I'm traveling to Mecca. And he noticed that he didn't have anything with him. He said, you're traveling without any provisions or without even a riding beast, you know, a horse or a mule or something. And the boy replied to the sheikh and he said, oh, one of weak certainty. The one who preserves the heaven and the earth has the power to reach me to Mecca without provisions or a riding beast. So Sheikh Ibrahim al-Khawas, said, when I entered Mecca, I saw the boy circling the Kaaba and he was in a state of heart that was very deep with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And when the boy saw me, he said, Oh, Sheikh, do you still have that weakness and certainty? In other words, I'm here. Allah brought me here. Do you still have that weakness and certainty that Allah is not bound by the rules of what we think things need to work in the world, that they need to apply to these rules? Allah is not limited by those things. So that brings us to the next point, the way to strengthen tawakkul. You know, we live in a time where people are obsessed with outward manifestations of things. And actually people really tire themselves out trying to control every possible outcome and every possible alternative that could happen. And they drive themselves crazy with trying to control all of those things because you can't take care of everything, but you are taken care of. So you might be asking, how do I strengthen my trust in Allah? First and foremost, Imam al-Ghazali says, you have to remember the promise of Allah in the Quran. What does God promise you in relation to what he's going to provide you with? Allah says in the Quran, خَلَقَكُمْ ثُمَّ رَزَقَكُمْ That God created you and then he provided for you. So Allah connects his creating you with his providing. Right? And as one of the scholars says beautifully, the one who planted the seed will surely irrigate it. The one who planted the seed will surely water it so that it grows. So don't doubt, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised that. In another verse of the Quran, Allah says, Truly Allah is the provider. And this is one of the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ar-Raziq or Ar-Razzaq, the provider or the one who constantly provides. So this is one of the names that Allah has given himself to let us know that the promise is true and certain. In another verse of the Quran, Allah says, وَمَا مِن دَابَةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا That there is no creature on the earth, no animal or bird or riding beast or insect, no creature whatsoever on the earth except that God provides for it or that God has taken it upon himself to provide for that creature. Allah says in another verse of the Quran, Place your trust in the living who never dies. So Allah will take care of you. And Allah says, Place your trust in God if you are truly believers. So what does it mean to have tawakkul? It is that you recognize and accept that Allah is the caretaker of all of your affairs. And to Allah is the highest similitude. But if there was someone, for example, who had the greatest agent that was the caretaker of their affairs, the person had all of the right contacts, was the best possible person you could hire or that you could work with in terms of project management and time management and the most reliable person. If that person was in charge of your schedule, you would rest easy. You would feel very comfortable not worrying about what you have to take care of throughout your day. You have someone taking care of it for you. And to Allah belongs the highest similitude. Allah is your caretaker in every way whatsoever. And He is the all-powerful. So reflect on that. 
Uh, and it also means that you trust that what is promised to you will certainly reach you. And it is that you know that Allah will help you. Allah says in the Quran, in yansurkum. If you give assistance and victory to God, i.e. by establishing what He wants from you in your life, He will surely give you assistance and victory. And also, it is certainty in knowing that He will provide for you and take care of your needs. And Allah says, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ And whoever puts their trust in God, He will take care of them and suffice them. In other words, Imam al-Ghazali says, it is that your heart is settled in knowing that the fulfillment of your needs comes from Allah the Exalted and not from anyone else other than Allah. Do not be veiled by creation into thinking that these things in the created world, they are the things that can take care of you, whether it's money or a job or otherwise. They are not the things in and of themselves that can benefit you in reality. But the one that benefits you is Allah. That brings us to the final point regarding provision and divine decree. Imam al-Ghazali asks an amazing question, and I hope someone was thinking about this at some point in the episode. So he asks the question, does your provision increase by seeking it or decrease by not seeking it? Imam al-Ghazali says the answer is no. It does not change because it is written in the preserved tablet in the Lawh al-Mahfuz and its portion and amount is fixed and will never change. And the Prophet ﷺ said in a beautiful hadith, once again, it's amazing. We got to think about this. He says, if one of you runs away from your provisions, it will reach him just as death reaches him. That just as you cannot run away from your appointed time, you can never escape it. You cannot escape what is decreed and promised to you of your provisions. So then another question is posed, Imam al-Ghazali says, a person's decrees regarding rewards and punishment is also written in the preserved tablet. So someone might ask, your good deeds and bad deeds and what Allah is going to provide you with of punishment or compensate you with is also written there. But we're obligated to seek Allah's rewards and to leave what brings punishment. So how do we understand that in relation to provisions reaching us either way? So I have to try to do good things and try to avoid bad things. But you're telling me that my provision reaches me whether I try or not. And it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to try, but that it will definitely reach you. But if that's the case in the preserved tablet with my provisions, then what about good and bad deeds? Imam al-Ghazali says what's written in the preserved tablet is broken up into two categories. One is the thing that is decreed absolutely without any conditions. And this is your provision and your lifespan. Allah says in the Quran, there's no creature on earth except that Allah provides for it. And he says when their appointed time comes, they will not be delayed a moment further. So a person will not live beyond what is decreed for them. And their provision will also come as it's decreed for them. Another category of what is decreed, the second category, is something that is decreed but with yet unfulfilled condition. And this relates to the actions of the servant and relates to reward and punishment. Allah says in the Quran, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا 
لكفرنا عنهم سيئاتهم ولأدخلناهم جنات النعيم If only the people of the book would be believe and be mindful of God, we would take away their sins and bring them into the gardens of delight. So in other words, Allah tells us in the Quran that our actions matter and that we are responsible for that. Imam al-Ghazali also ends and he says the Prophet ﷺ and his companions would take provisions with them when traveling and that's entirely permissible. But what we need to realize is that their trust was not in the outward means that they had. Their trust wasn't in the food and the water and the camels that they were riding. But all of that can change in any moment. But their trust was in Allah. And for us, even if we don't have anything, we have to recognize that He will take care of us and make a way out for us. So that brings us to the call to action. The way that we preserve and strengthen our tawakkul and our trust in Allah is the following. And take a few minutes today to think about this. That you strengthen your certainty by reflecting on the majesty of Allah. His perfection, His knowledge and power, and His absolute exaltedness above any broken promises, above any forgetfulness and any inability. Reflect on that reality and see the fruits of that kind of reflection in your heart and the ease and the certainty and the serenity that will reach your heart through that reflection. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provide for us in the best of ways. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be of those who devote ourselves entirely to Him in all that we do, in the means that He provides for us of work and of worship and the intentions that we have in all of those seeking His noble countenance. Wasallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.